Hi, I'm Madonna. I'm your worst nightmare. To rule the world. Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else. People, people, we gotta move on to the next song. Somewhere in Sweet, and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is. I'm, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm waiting. Hey guys, you're listening to MLBC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna, Louise, Veronica, Ciccone. Hey guys, it's Tony. So this week on the podcast, we are taking a little detour. We have a very special episode for you all. Stefan's constantly, I mean harassed, been asked to tell the full story of the night he danced on stage with Madonna at the Rebel Heart Tour. And now, in honor of the fifth anniversary of that momentous moment, here for you is that interview with a very special guest host. Hello, everybody. I'm Sean Kennedy. I create content for places like History Channel and Sci-Fi, and I've been friends with Stefan for almost 20 years. When I first heard him tell the story of the night he danced with Madonna, I thought the story was so good that when Stefan was done, I pulled over someone else at the party and asked Stefan to tell the story again, which of course he did. And it was just as good hearing it the second time as it was the first. I knew Stefan's dance with Madonna would be the perfect story to kick off my new YouTube series about a fan's brush with their celebrity crush that I call my crush with fame. The interview that you're about to hear is the one Stefan and I did for the premiere episode. Thanks to Stefan for sharing his story with me. Thanks to all the Madonna fans out there who have been so supportive of the video. And thanks to Madonna for making one of her biggest fans' dreams come true. Enjoy. Stefan, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Sean? Good. So tell me in one word, how would you describe your night with Madonna? Just one. I would want to say, uh, it's, well, it's, it's unforgettable. I like it. And so to like the one person watching this who doesn't know, how, how would you describe who, who Madonna is? Exactly. How would you describe Madonna? Who is she to someone who doesn't know? Uh, Madonna is, I mean, she's a legend in the entertainment industry. It's, I mean, I would say, you know, Madonna got her start in the 80s, secured her legacy in the 90s, and continues to produce music even now. And it's, you know, she's one of those last great artists from the, the 80s who, you know, like, I mean, half those people are not around anymore, you know, like Michael and Whitney and George and Prince. And, you know, like they're just, they're not around anymore. And Madonna's still standing, thankfully. But, uh, that's good company to be in, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so how did you come across Madonna? My story with Madonna began, I believe, I forget how old I was. I want to say maybe 12. I was whatever, however old you are when you're in fifth grade. Uh, I remember a girl in school was having a fifth grade birthday party. You know, it was, uh, they, and I guess in fifth grade, was when we started having all of the like spin the bottle type of parties where we'd, uh, you know, there was kissing. I don't know if it was seven minutes in heaven or, you know, like spin the bottle or whatever it was, but the kissing parties started going. And uh, the girl whose birthday it was, uh, her parents had heard about this and like called around to all the other parents and was like, this is what's happening. And we are not comfortable you know, like having this at our party so um all the parents sort of like banded together and were like um yeah this is not going to happen so at the birthday party 
the entertainment, because her parents chaperone the entire thing, the entertainment for us was the newly released Madonna concert on VHS, or I think it was even Betamax. I think it might have been like Betamax, uh, the competitor to VHS. And it was Madonna's very first concert uh, that she did called The Virgin Tour. And I had no idea who this woman was. I never, I rarely listened to the radio. Like just, it just was never really on in the house. And so they turned the tape on and that was my first exposure to Madonna. And I had no idea like what she was or why we were watching it, but it was kind of like just mesmerizing to me as a, you know, as a 12 year old, I had, you know, she you know, heavy makeup and crazy hair and really funny, you know, weird style. And the music was really catching this up. But the thing that sort of sealed the deal with Madonna was at the very end of that, they sort of bookended the concert with this black and white footage that they shot of her. So they had like in the very beginning and then at the very end, it was just this like really beautiful black and white footage of her with this blonde, long blonde hair and looking gorgeous. And she's sort of just like talking to the camera and she, they loop her laughing over and over and over again as the credits are rolling. And one of my best friends, Jennifer and I, we just looked at each other and started laughing our asses off. I don't know why it struck us as so funny, but it did. And you know how like, sort of like when something sort of like, sort of draws you in, in that way, then suddenly it's on your radar. And now suddenly Madonna was on my radar. So like that sort of like began the lifelong love affair, I guess, uh, with Madonna after that. And then I think I, you know, like I got my very first Madonna album and, um, yeah, it sort of just, it sort of started from that. Yeah. So ironically not being able to make out with somebody is the reason why I found my way to Madonna. I love that. That's great. Um, so that brings us up. You carried on your, you know, your, I don't know, how would you call it? Your fandom? I don't know. How, what's a proper respectful term? Yeah, I guess. I, yeah. I, I, uh, your love for Madonna carried on, only grew from there. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, you know, because I had sort of come in as her, a couple of her albums had already sort of been released by the time they had put that video out. And so I was able to sort of like, um, I envy the people who just sort of like discover Madonna now because they have this wealth of albums. And I think that was the only time that that ever happened to me where I like, by the time I discovered her, there were already like three albums of hers that were out. So I was able to like get all three and like, it was all this new Madonna music just sort of coming at me. And then I was up to speed. So then, you know, like the very first album that I was that was new to me was the like a prayer album. And of course, like a prayer was, you know, it's a seminal Madonna album. It's like the album that sort of like put her on the map as like, yep, she's a, she's a pop star. And, uh, and then when Vogue came out in 1990, you know, I was this closeted little 15 year old gay boy who loved that song to no end. It's like, and you know, in Philadelphia, they were playing it every hour on the hour and I would just like constantly listen to it and, um, you know, Vogue anywhere I could, you know, I mean, it was, I was, uh, I was in love by that point. And yeah, I guess it just sort of like, by that point, it wasn't a question of if I'm going to continue to like Madonna, it was just like, she was my artist that's just who I loved. And yeah, it was, uh, it, 
it just sort of kept continuing on from there. So you mentioned Philadelphia, and that's where this night with Madonna took place, right? So because I'm originally from Philadelphia, I and one of my best friends, Jennifer, still lives there. Over the years, we've sort of like, as a, a way to sort of like keep co- connecting and keep ex- having, you know, fun experiences together, we'll still go to see Madonna together. Um, I mean, we've missed a couple shows. Uh, the, actually, the very first Madonna concert I ever went to was the Blonde Ambition Tour in 1990 on actually my 16th birthday. And Jennifer and I were there together, and we sort of missed a couple in between, but we've always gone uh, the last couple of shows. Um, so for uh, Madonna's last concert tour, uh, the Rebel Heart Tour, uh, we got tickets because we were like, well, we have to go, you know, we're going together. And so, yeah, so we did. So to set the stage a little bit, um, Madonna was going to be in Philadelphia on Thursday, uh, September 24th in 2015. Two days later, the Pope was coming to Philadelphia. So I now, because I'm living in New York and going to see a show in Philadelphia, I was like, Okay, the show's Thursday night. I am not chancing being stuck on a delayed Amtrak train to Philadelphia, you know, because I was just like, what if I take a train after work and the train gets delayed because some something gets derailed? Or I was like, I am not chancing that. So I took the entire Thursday off so I could go down Wednesday night. And that way I'd be like, all right, however long it takes me to get to Philadelphia it takes me to get to Philadelphia, but at least I know I'll be there on the show day. So that Thursday, I sort of like had the day to myself. It was this beautiful fall, September day. And I, I was like, let me walk around Philadelphia. You know, I, it's my hometown. I, I rarely get there anymore. So I was like, let me just walk around center city and I'll just enjoy the weather. And so I had gotten lunch and decided to go to the art museum and the art museum area was where the Pope was going to be for his big, I don't know if it was a sermon or if it was just like him speaking or whatever it was, whatever the Pope was doing in Philadelphia, he was going to be around the art museum because of course it's like iconic, beautiful, amazing Philadelphia views. And, uh, so I had gotten a, a salad and I was like, let me just sit down. And, and it was chaos around the art museum. There's people setting up and, you know, like, I mean, it was impressive how much was actually going, you know, there's porta potties everywhere. There's construction workers. There's this, there's, they're setting up a huge stage. And, um, so I sat down on a park bench and just to enjoy the weather and have my food. And, um, as I'm sitting there, these three elderly ladies, you know, probably like in their like maybe late fifties or early sixties. And so not old, old, but like older than me, uh, they come over. I had seen them, you know, coming across the, the way and, uh, they sat down two of them on the one bench. And then I was taking a bench and they were like, Oh, do you mind if we sit here? And I was like, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. And you know, because they're sort of sharing now a park bench with me, I, I you know, I was, you know, I didn't want to like get up and like, be rude or whatnot. So I was just like, let me just have a bit of conversation with them. So I, I turned to them. I'm like, Oh, so are you ladies here for the Pope? And they were like, Oh no, no, you know, this snap, blah, blah, blah. And they were, I mean, they sort of were like not very impressed with the Pope being there, but, uh, they said, why are, are you here 
for the Pope? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm here for Madonna. Oh, is she here? I'm like, yeah, her concert's tonight. And so we sort of started chatting about that. And I, because I had been in Philadelphia for her tour previous to that in 2012, again, Jennifer and I had gone and Madonna had this like triangle fan pit where you had to like win tickets. And I happened to win tickets the day of the show. So Jennifer got to Jennifer and I got to be in the fan pit. And, um, because it was, because it was Madonna's first show in the United States for that tour, all of the media and press were, you know, publishing pictures from that night. So, you know, sort of like Madonna starts her tour in the U S and blah, blah, blah. It just so happens that in pretty much almost every single publicity shot, you can see my face directly between Madonna's legs. So it's like, if you look, I'm like, basically there's her vagina and then there's me smiling up at her like this. (laughs) And, um, so because I was talking to these ladies on the park bench, I was like, oh, let me show them these pictures. And so I, like, I take it out and I show them these pictures. And they're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, and they're like flipping out and they think it's so cool. And then I told them, well, and you know, she's bringing fans up on stage at this show. Oh, my God, you're totally going to go up. This so I'm like, well, I'm like, of course, every fan wants to go up. But I'm like, the chances of that actually happening are so slim. This that, blah, blah, blah. And the women were like, no, 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 you, you are going, you're totally going up. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Um, but the woman who was sharing the park bench with me was like dead convinced that I was going up. And to the point where she asked me for her number, she was like, give, she's like, give me your phone. You're going to take my number down and then you're going to text me later when you get on stage with her. And I was like, okay, crazy lady. You know, I'm like, I'm sitting, literally, we've just met sharing the park bench. We have no idea who each other's are. And so, but I was like, sure. I'm like, whatever, I'll, I'll take her number. Well, you know, like, um, so I did. So I took her number. I finished my salad. You know, they were nice ladies. I'm like, okay, ladies, well, enjoy the rest of your day. They're like, have so much fun at the concert. And like, oh, I'm like, okay, I will, I will. And the woman was like, you know, as I'm walking away, she's like, you make sure you text me. And I'm like, I will, I will, I will. You know, like never thinking in my wildest dreams that it would actually happen. Um, so I walked away and I went and enjoyed the rest of the day. I think the only other thing I did that day was I went to Chinatown. Um, Madonna in, again, in the tour, she, um, would in one of the songs, she used these like Asian fans to like open and close or whatnot. And so I went to Chinatown cause Jennifer and I, J- Jennifer didn't have an outfit sort of prepared like I did. And, uh, so I was like, what can I get that Jennifer and I can both have? And so I got us these red Asian fans that I was like, okay, this will be perfect. You know, cause then we can just like wave them around the whole show and they'll actually kill two birds with one stone. We'll be able to use them for attention. And then it also cool us off if we're getting hot during the show. So so that was that was my day in Philadelphia. That's incredible. So it's a day of the show. You're at the show. Well, so yeah. So Jennifer and I we meet up and we go. Now I am a bit of a what's the kind word I want to use for myself? Stickler uh, when it comes to like getting to a Madonna show. Like I sort of like you know 
the ticket says she's not going to come on till eight. Everyone knows that Madonna comes on late. Everyone knows it. And I'm, I think it has less to do with the fact that Madonna actually just, she's, you know, she's not dilly dallying in the back, like just doing her nails or whatever. Like, I think as we all know, like concert venues have, you know, they have some money to make off of the concession stands because that's where they're bringing in some bucks. And they also want people to like get drunk and shop for merch. So they're like, don't go out, don't go out because then people will drink and eat and shop and everyone gets happy because they make their money. Plus they also don't want to, you know, play to a half empty house. So why on earth is she going to go on at eight o'clock, you know? So, but doors opened at seven and I was like, Jennifer, we had to get there at six o'clock. And so, cause I was, I wanted to be first in the venue, you know, and, um, we were treated to, you know, we got in the venue um, right when they first opened and we were actually able to hear her doing sound check. So I was like, see, there you go. You got to hear her doing sound check. That's something we don't get to hear. Yeah, more Madonna. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't know where we were going to be sitting in the, the venue because they were trying to do this weird thing where like you would buy your ticket, but they wouldn't tell you where your ticket was because they like, they were like, okay, your, your ticket will be in a range from like second row to the 15th row on the floor. So they gave you like a range of like where the tickets would land, but you didn't know where your seat was until you got there. And they did that to try to like evade scalpers who would like, because obviously a scalper can't sell a ticket if the person who's buying the ticket doesn't know where the seat is. So it was to sort of alleviate that. So Jennifer and I had, we bought these tickets and we were just kind of like, okay, well, I guess we'll find out where we're sitting when we get there. Um, And so, you know, you go to the people and you pick up the tickets and you open the envelope and it was kind of like, and the winner is, and you, that's where we sort of like found we were, so we were fourth row on the floor, which now to tell you this properly, I had seen the show, the same Madonna concert the week before in New York city, because she came to New York and then swung down the Philadelphia after. Now in the way the stage was configured, it was the main stage, and then she had this long catwalk that ran down the middle with a cross section and then a little heart-shaped stage at the very end. So it was like main stage, little cross section stage, little heart-shaped stage at the bottom. uh, My first show in New York, I was right by the cross section. So I was able to see whenever she was on the main stage, on the cross section part, and then at the little like heart-shaped thing, you just have to turn around and see her. So I, I was hoping that for the Philadelphia show, I would get sort of the same area so that way I'd be around the cross section so I, could, so I could see her on the main stage, see her at the cross section. And then all I'd have to do is sort of turn around and see her a little bit further away for the little heart shape stage. And so when Jennifer and I get there and we open up the envelope and it says fourth row, Jennifer's celebrating. She was like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's fourth row. And of course it's, you know, fourth row sounds amazing. But because I had seen the show the week before, I knew she didn't spend all her time on the main stage. She spent a lot of it on the cross section and a lot of it at the heart-shaped part. And I was like, fuck. We are going to have her back to us for half the show. And so I was a little less than thrilled. Jennifer, I was like, I'm not going to rain on her parade. Let her enjoy the, yo, yay, fourth row. This is amazing. But um, yeah, so we got to our seats. Um, and it was, you know, it's, I mean, 
fourth row is fourth row. It's, it's still amazing that you're like sort of like that close to the stage. And But yes, that was how um, sort of like the evening sort of was established. You know, we were there. I had um, also uh, every fan knew that she was bringing somebody up on stage. So in my head, I'm thinking, well, in 2012, I used Twitter to, you know, tag her manager and let him see, because Jennifer and I, we wore these, I custom made these sashes that said the tour MDNA, that was the name of the tour. Um, so me and Jennifer had these, had these hot pink sashes. I mean, I was like hand stitching these sashes. It was ridiculous. And um, I was like, well, if Twitter worked for that, for us to get like the fan tickets and I was like in her crotch for the entire show, let me try and do something, you know, to maybe draw their attention to me. You know, I was like, well, if they're looking for fans, maybe they'll be looking on social media. So um, I, you know, Madonna was always using Instagram. Madonna was the reason why I downloaded the Instagram app. Wow. I was like, well, if she's going to be on Instagram, I have to follow her so I know what she's doing. So that's now I'm, you know, using Instagram. I'm addicted to it. But I took, I think, a couple of pictures. I was like, for the New York show, I was like, like the entire week before the New York show, I was every post, every day I was posting one picture and like tagging her, tagging her manager. So that way you know, she'd know that I existed or whatever. If, if one, someone from her team was looking and, you know, I didn't get up on stage in New York because Amy Schumer opened for her in New York city. And I was like, well, she's going to bring Amy Schumer up because that's the story. You know, like if they want PR hits, Madonna brought Amy Schumer up on stage at Madison square garden last night. That says much more story than oh, some fan got brought up on stage at Madonna, you know, like, so in Philadelphia, I there was no opener, uh, but I was like, let me just social media onslaught. So like when I got to Philadelphia, I was, you know, I was every single post I would post, you know, like something uh, Madonna related and tag Madonna and tag her manager in the hopes that if her team was looking, they would see me. So it was like just a handful of posts. I mean, I think I like, I went to the Rocky statue by the art museum. That was actually why I wanted to go. I was like, and you know, the Rocky statue, he's standing there like this. And so like, I took my shirt off and stood just like that. And my (laughs) caption was, my caption was, yo, Madonna, I'm coming, you know, like I'm here for you or I'm coming for you or something like that. Like instead of like, yo, Adrian type of thing. I thought I was being so clever. And there was then, I think I posted, oh, so we get into the venue, because again, we got there at six o'clock, and we got super early, you know, like, we're like, just a handful of people are in the venue now, and there's this guy who is dressed exactly like the Pope, and so I was like, Jennifer, we have to get a picture with him, it'll just, it'll be hysterical, so we go over, and um, Jennifer and I get a picture with, you know, with our red fans that I'd gotten in Chinatown and I have my little outfit with my little boy toy hat and the blue shirt and, um, and we have our fans and I was like, then I posted that on Instagram right away being like, oh, we found the Pope. He's at Madonna's concert and tagged her and her manager. And then when we got into the venue and we got to our fourth row seats, you know, I mean, the stage is right there and it's huge and amazing. So I posted a picture from 
our from a, our exact seat location because I was like, okay, this will be the last post I post for the before the show. So I put fourth row bitches. Wow. And posted the picture, tagged her and her manager, and that was the last post that I I did. And because I figured, well, if they need to know where I am, why not let them know? So I told them where I was, and, you know, I'm like, at least they know I'm in the fourth row if they're looking for me. Yeah, it's like a trail of breadcrumbs you left. Correct, exactly. That's brilliant. So I thought that they picked the fan to go up on stage before the show began. So... I'm trying to be ostentatious and I'm waving my red fan around and I'm, you know, like making sure that I look like I'm having a good time and I'm dancing to the pre-show music and this, that. And then the lights go down and the show starts. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I didn't get picked. Oh, well. And, you know, I'm like, you don't think it's going to happen. So the fact that it didn't happen, I was, I I mean, I was a little disappointed, but I was also like, I didn't think it was going to happen in the first place. So I, I wasn't crestfallen you know i'm like i'm still fourth row at a madonna show so that's pretty damn good and i just proceeded to enjoy the show and jennifer and i are singing and dancing and having a great time and um didn't think anything of it so yeah i think the show was probably a little under two hours or whatnot um the song that she brought people up to was the second to last song uh it was a song called unapologetic bitch it was off her latest album it's a great title. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was. I always thought it was a weird choice for people, like for her to bring somebody up because it was. It's more about like a. It's a relationship song as opposed to like something about like some anthem or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. I. It, but who knows? You know, I'm. Uh, who who knows why Madonna does what she does, but the so she's performing. I think it was Material Girl at that point and that's when I feel a tap on my shoulder now I turned around expecting it to be there were these two sour pushed girls who were sitting on my right and when the show was beginning I mean if you've never been to a Madonna show if you're on the floor you don't sit the only time I think anyone has ever sat on the floor at a Madonna show is like maybe when she does a ballad and then you take a, or like um, if there's like when she's, when she disappears off stage to go costume change and they have like an interlude and like some of her dancers are up there, they're, they're playing a video that she did for the tour or something. That's the only time anyone ever sits. Well, the show started and these girls on my right were sitting and I was like, Oh, they are not going to have a good time if that's how they're starting the show. <laughs> At some point during the show, they must have left the the row that we were sitting in. I saw them like off to the like they were like now standing off to the side. I guess they didn't like people sort of like the t- the seats were very tight. I guess they just didn't feel like they felt claustrophobic. So I was happy. I was like, great, I've got all this place to dance now. And so when I felt the tap on my shoulder. I just thought it was them. And I'm like, oh, I must be stepping on something. Like maybe they bought some merch and I'm stepping on a t-shirt of theirs or something. And so I turn and there's this woman dressed all in black with like a headset and, you know, Live Nation on her t-shirt and very, very serious. And she's like, um, would you come with me for a moment? And I was like, uh, okay. And so I start to walk 
out of the row with her thinking, am I getting kicked out? Like, what, what did I do? And all of a sudden, it just sort of like washed over me where I was like, oh my God, they're asking me to go on stage. And I was like, I just turned and I hit, I like tapped Jennifer. I was like, Jennifer, I have to go. And you know, Madonna's up on stage performing and I'm walking away from her. And she's like, where are you going? And I was like, <laughs> and I knew or I felt that if I said it out loud, somebody would hear it around me and try and intervene. They would try to cut me off and like try and steal the moment away. So I just mouthed it. I'm going on stage. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I don't know if she understood me, but I was like in my head, I'm like, you know what? She will figure it out soon enough. <laughs> so I left the row and I go out with the woman and she's like, so we were just wondering if you might want to go on. And I didn't even let her finish the sentence. Like, yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> I knew, I knew that's what she was asking me. Yeah. So she goes, okay, but you have to promise us that you're going to dance. And I was like, absolutely. I'm like, I will dance. And she's like, okay. So, you know, I was, I was at fourth row. So she walks me all the way to the back of the venue, back to where like the sound and lighting guys are like stage managing the show, you know? So like the, the whatever box that they have sectioned off for those guys to like do the lighting cues and sound cues and whatnot. That's where she takes me all the way to the back of the the floor. And there's another woman dressed exactly like her and a security guard. And she's like, this is Lou. Lou is going to take you to the stage when it's time to go. Um, You should give him everything that's valuable in your pockets. Because if something falls out of your pockets during during the song we can't get it back to you. And I was like, sure, okay. So we had bought VIP tickets and they gave us like a little like handy knapsack to like, as like a keepsake. So I had, I've been, had been wearing that the whole show because I had like bought like a program and I think a t-shirt. And so I was like, oh, I'll just put everything in the bag and give it to the security guard Lou. And so I, you know, like took my wallet and my keys and because I was like, just whatever is anything that's in your pockets. Now I wanted to keep my phone because I was like, maybe I'll get a chance to like take a selfie with Madonna. But I was like, no, I'm like, that's, that's going to be lame. If you do that, don't do anything lame. If you're going to go on stage with Madonna, don't be lame. You know, like the last thing I wanted was to like, try to take a selfie and her just be like, no, you get him off stage, you know? And, but before I put the phone in the bag, I was like, I have to text the three people in the audience that I knew. So my friend Jennifer, I had my friend Sean, and my friend Rob. They were like somewhere in the audience. And so I texted all three of them like, OMG, going on stage. And (laughs) I'm like, one, if the service, because the service always sucks when you go see a concert because there's so many people trying to use their phones all at the same time. And I was like, one, if if this goes through... And they actually get the text because, again, Madonna's on stage. Why are you? Che- why would anyone be checking their phone? Right. Uh, I'm like, they're not going to believe this. And two, I was like, I don't think I would believe it. You know, like if I got a text sent from somebody being like, I'm going on stage. I'd be like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, sure, right. Um, but anyway, I sent the text anyway because I was like, I, I have to tell somebody. So then I'm just standing there and, you know, they were asking me, um, they're like, okay, this was the part that drove me crazy because she's like, okay, 
before you go up, we have to make sure that you're going to dance. Again, she, like, <laughs> she was asking me again, you have to make sure that you're going to dance because Madonna is only happy if people are dancing and having a good time. I'm like, I promise, I'll dance. Absolutely. No, seriously, you have to promise us that you're going to dance. I promise I'm going to dance. No, seriously, <laughs> you have to promise us that you're going to go up there and you're going to dance. And by the third time, I was like, I just looked at her down the eye. I was like, lady, I have been waiting my entire life for this moment. Trust me, I'm going to dance. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, great. And so she asked me my name and I told her and she's like, where are you from? And I was like, originally from Philadelphia. And she's like, great. Because I guess like they tell her or they like to tell her, you know, where the people are from or who knows. Yeah, um, so I gave my stuff to Lou and then we just sort of like, sat there for you know now at this point in the show madonna's at the little cross section of the stage and she's singing her cover of la vie en rose and she's playing her little ukulele and it's like completely silent except for this and it's a beautiful rendition and i'm sitting there looking at her from far away and i'm thinking oh my god i have to go up there in a second and this wave of anxiety starts to wash over me where i was like literally about to have a panic attack and I just remember saying to myself no do not panic you are gonna have a ball just calm down and enjoy it and I just found this like moment of inner peace and I was fine and then she finishes in the cues for unapologetic bitch the next song uh come on and the security woman uh you know, the woman from her, from Live Nation, her team was like, okay, that's your cue. And uh, she's like, you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. And, you know, she's like, well, have fun. And I'm like, I will. And <laughs> Lou leads me around the audience. And then we cut over towards the little heart-shaped stage. And there's another security guard. And so there was like the security guard pit. And they also, that's where like the people film, um, you know, like the cameras are all running around so people can see on the big screen and whatnot. Um, and also like the dancers running around going up and down on the stage and whatnot. So Lou guides me over there. The guy opens the security gate. I now join him in the security fence. And one of the guys who I had met, he was in the row ahead of me in New York the week before, was in the same sort of area that we were in New York at the cross section, which is where I wanted to be. And I remember I had run into him before the show and he's like, oh, where are your seats? I'm like, fourth row. And he's like, oh, because we both knew fourth row meant her back was going to be to us the whole time. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, why, where are you? And he's like, 15th row. And 15th row was right at the cross section. So I was like, lucky bastard. I was so jealous that he had these seats. And now here I am in the fan, like in the little security pit. And I just glance across the stage and he, he sees me and catches my eye. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh -huh. And then I thought, I was like, yeah, now who has the better seat? Um, <laughs> but so I get into the security area and, you know, you could see all the people like looking at me like wondering, like, why is this person doing this? And how are they, how is he getting in there? And, um, but again, Madonna's up on stage. So like no one's really paying attention to me, but the security guard was like, okay, they're going to come down to this stage. And when the dancer extends his hand, that's your cue to go up the stairs. Now the stairs were probably about one 
foot, like human foot wide. So in order to go up them, you would have to like one foot around and around and around because there wasn't enough to like put two feet on them. You know, like they were really, really narrow. And Madonna comes down with all the dancers. And as the dancer extends his hand, two things went through my mind as I was about to walk up the stairs. I was like, Stefan, whatever you do, don't fall off the stairs and don't pass out. And he puts his hand out and I go up the stage. And then the weird thing that happened, and I guess this was the, the fortunate side of, of, of my life as a, you know, like doing theater or just being theatrical or animated or whatnot. I sort of just went into show mode. Uh, there's no other way, like, cause everyone has always like, weren't you nervous? And I was, but I just became a part of the show. Like the only, like, I just knew this was her show and I am just a part in this. Like I, I was like, don't make this about you. This is not about you. No one cares about you. They care about the fact that there's a fan with Madonna. And so I was like, it's her show. Let her lead. Don't try and take it over, you know? Um, so I just sort of like started dancing with her and, then, you know, like, and I knew the routine because I'd seen it the week before. So I knew that she's going to bend me over and spank me and then like use her foot, kick me. And then she's going to hump me. And as she's doing that, I'm, you know, you're bent over. I'm literally just hanging down, looking at the floor, knowing that my ass is up in the air and everyone's staring at me right now. But I was like, this is so fucking cool that Madonna is humping me right now on stage and you know then she's holding my hand and she's singing to me and I can hear her voice coming out of her mouth and I'm singing along with her and like I don't know if you believe in energy exchange I I have heard her talk about how there are nights where she'll be exhausted she's perpetually a bad sleeper and She'll just not have the energy to want to go out and perform for the night, but she'll get on stage and the energy from the crowd will hit her and it will carry her through the entire night of the show. And I can attest to the fact that I palpably felt the energy just coming at me as if like someone was hitting me with a fan of air and you just feel all of their energy coming at you, coming at you. And then there's like the energy exchange that me and Madonna were having. Like I'm sending her all of this like exuberant, amazing energy. And she's, you know, like sending all of the almost two hours worth of energy that she had been collecting from all the fans that whole night. And so like, it was just really like euphoric and like, so like, so up and like high and like, just like really awake and um, the dancers, you know, as part of their job, they were there to sort of like, you know, hold on to me to make sure that they were guiding me down the stage or whatnot. But like, I knew what I was doing, you know, like I, I, I did not know the routine, but I still knew what they were doing. So like, I knew that there was a moment where you have to turn around and like the dancer would be like, okay, on in, in three, we're going to turn around. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So like I, I turn around and I, I knew, you know, like what I was doing. And then there's another point where we have to like turn around and give the middle finger. And I was like, yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. And then you're like, I'm doing it. And uh, now the only thing that sort of like was like out of my comfort zone was when 
you we get to the main stage and I now have my solo where I have to just like dance on my own and in front of all these people and Madonna and I'm like I all I kept hearing was the woman saying just make sure you have to dance and I just was like just make it big and presentational and as like crazy as possible like who cares if it's like eloquent dancing just make it like visibly big so I did so I just sort of like went with it I don't know what was there was a moment where I thought about doing Madonna is sort of like famous for doing these deep knee squats um in many of her tours she whips them out uh and they're incredibly difficult to do in my head, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should do some deep knee squats like Madonna does. I was like, no, because if you do deep knee squats, you are going to fall flat on your ass and embarrass yourself. I was like, just dance, just be stupid. And uh, so I was. And then it, it, the music ends, and I knew like to pose at the, at the very end of the song. And that's when, if you watch the video, you can sort of see I fan out a little bit. Like now, because the performance aspect of it was over. I now had to actually relate to her. And that's when I started to like get super nervous. My mouth was really dry. I was like just in awe that I was standing right next to her. And she, you know, she had her arm around me and I could feel the beating on her dress. And, you know, like I'm feeling this person whose career I had been following for 30 years. And like, I'm able to like, see like lines on her face and like just like see the detail and like it was and now she's was I think 57 at that time she looks damn good for her age you know like up close I was like okay you can tell that she's 57 but she looks damn good for 57 and so I was like you know so you're taking all of that in where like there's no airbrushing you know it's it's a real person right in front of you and like that you know these eyes and you know the facial features and like everything was just like so crystal clear and like and then on top of that now you have to like react and listen and so while we're sort of like talking and I just wanted to like have the moment last forever and ever and ever. I, and I kept thinking, this is my chance. I need to be a memorable, unapologetic bitch moment. And what can I do to like, just keep stretching it and make it go longer and longer. And I just like, could not think of anything. And again, I just kept saying to myself, this is her show. Don't interrupt her. You know, like, don't like, don't try and take over the moment because again, it's not about you. It's about her. And I remember as she's talking to me, you know, she had her arm around me for a second. And then I was like putting my arm around her. And as I'm holding on to her, I'm like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be touching her right now. Like I thought maybe this was not allowed. And so like, if you watch the video, you can see me put my arm and then I like take it away. Cause I'm like, no, 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 don't touch her. Don't touch her. You're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, no, Stefan, touch her. This is Madonna, you know, so like you can see me put my arm back around her. And then in my head, I'm like, no, 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 you're going to get in trouble. And so I like take it away again. So like it keeps going back and forth. Um, And then also like whenever I watch the video, I'll, I'll see my mouth and like how 
dry it was at that moment. Like, I'll, I can forcibly see myself like, smile, Stefan, smile. So that way she knows that you're having a good time and you're happy that you're up on stage with her. Um, which I was, I mean, it was trippy and weird. And, um, you know, like I just, she had asked me, you know, like, were you nervous doing that? And for that one moment, I was like, just fuck with her. Just, you know, like she wants you to say, yes, of course I was nervous. Now listen, were you nervous doing that? And I just looked her dead in the eye. I was like, no. No. Not at all. And I could see her for one moment. She's, she is a true showgirl because she was so on at that moment where like, as soon as I said no, you could see her like sort of like just for a second be like, not at all. And I was like, I was fucking nervous as hell. And then she knew that I was kidding with her. And without missing a second, she's like, yeah, you were shitting yourself. You were shitting yourself. (laughs) And I mean, it was like, and it got a laugh by the audience and this, that. And um, she gave every fan a banana as like her, as like her joke. Like that was the gift that everyone got. I was like, don't do anything sexual with the banana. You know, like, I just didn't want to do that. There you go. Now, don't hurt yourself. And don't spend it all in one place. But, yeah, and then it just, you know, she wraps it up. And my friend Kish here is going to help you down. Down, 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 straight to hell. Where I'll be waiting for you. Okay? Call me. Goodbye, Stefan. Goodbye. Everyone applauds, and uh, I kept trying to find my friends in the audience, but you just can't see anything because there's so many lights coming at you. I mean, I couldn't even see half the people's faces, and um, and then they, you know, you sink down under the stage while she dances off to go get ready for the last number, and the dancer who's with me like keeps my head down as we're like, and now I'm underneath Madonna's stage, and I'm just trying to like look around. I just want to like look and see, can I, you know, like, what can I take in? Because no fan ever gets this experience. But, you know, like, he takes the, the dancer, led me out, and there was Lou with my bag waiting for me as soon as we got, I mean, literally, it was like two seconds. And then Lou took me out to, back to the, the crowd, the audience. And Madonna still hadn't come back on stage yet. And everyone turned and saw me, and they were like, oh my God, high fives, fist bumps. I, people were hugging me. Stefan, you were amazing. This is not blah, blah, blah. They knew your name? Uh, well, because she, Madonna had asked me my name on stage, and so I, you know, like everyone knew what I looked like because my face was on the big screen, and they knew my name. And so, like, people were like, and I just remember, like, the road just parted, and there's Jennifer, and she was like, Oh my god and we just like start <laughs> hugging and we're jumping up and down and, this, and then madonna starts the last song and it's holiday one of her classics and like uh-huh. it's just party and this that and like i'm i'm high 
you know, like I'm, I'm completely sober and just so high from adrenaline and we're like singing and dancing this and blah, blah, blah. Madonna leaves. The house lights go up. And now I'm the most famous person in the venue because I had just been up on stage with her. And what would have taken like 10 minutes to get out of the venue took me like 40 minutes to get out of the venue. Like I could not walk a foot without somebody else, like high five, fist bumps, hugs. People wanted to take selfies with me. They wanted to take selfies with the banana. They like they want <laughs> they wanted to wear my hat with in, with me in the picture. And um, I ran into two girls from my high school who I hadn't seen since graduation, like twenty years ago. And they're like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "I can't believe I'm seeing you right now." And um, it was insanity. And we. Then we finally were like, okay, we have to go. We had to catch the subway. You know, it was like 1230 at night. Jennifer had to work the next day and I had to get back to my friends. And uh, so we had to catch the subway and we get out into the parking lot. I like, as we're walking, I suddenly like have this emotional crash and I start like bawling as we're walking. I'm like, Jennifer, I can't believe that that just happened. (laughs) This is amazing. You know, like, and then I like pull it together and we're like trying to get to the subway and there's like a car full of girls. We're like, Stefan, take a picture with us. I'm like, I got to catch the train. I got to catch the train. It'll be okay. And, um, you know, there's drunk people trying to operate the tokens and this, I just shoved $2 underneath the, the subway people's thing. And I hopped the guardrail cause they're like last call to center city. And so like Jennifer and I are like running down the stairs. And as we run into the subway, the subway goes boom, boom. And they close and everyone like heard us come in and they, they look at me standing ovation from the entire subway, more selfies, more fist bumps, more hugs. And now I'm grandstanding and telling everyone in the subway what it was like. And the one question still to this day that everyone asks, what do you think that question is, Sean? It's the same, it's the same question. Everyone always asks about Madonna. What do you think that question is? How tall is she? How does she smell? (laughs) <laughs> don't know why that's always the question. Uh, but funnily enough, smell or scent was the one sense that was turned off during that entire activity. And I think because there was so much else happening, you know, like there was visual, there was auto, like audible, there was like sensory, you know, like I could tell you like I remember feeling the lace on her and the beads on her outfit. I remember like seeing the lines on her face or in her hair, or the barrettes or this, that, like, I remember hearing the crowd and her and this, that, but I couldn't tell you what she smelled like to, for the, I mean, uh, she released her like a prayer album. The very first run of her like a prayer album, the cassettes were all scented of uh, patchouli oil. So in my head, that's what she smelled like. Uh, I don't know if that's what she actually does smell like, but, um, yeah. Probably safe guess. Yeah, but so we were, you know, again, we're riding the train. A celebrity, celebrity. We get, I get off. Jennifer was continuing on for a couple more stops, so I get off. Now, people from other cars on that subway saw me. More fist bumps, more high fives, more selfies. I was like, and then I surface, and for the first time, like, I'm alone and just like walking to my friend's house and taking it all in, and you know. My friend and her fiancé were asleep, so I couldn't, like, go in and be like, oh, my God, this just happened. (laughs) So I'm just, like, awake. And I had to be up super early to go visit my family the next day, and I couldn't fall asleep 
for the life of me. I'm like, here I'm thinking, oh, I'll just fall asleep and wake up early. And I'm like, no, I was up to like 4.30 in the morning. But I, the guy who had seen me across the, the way, um, mm-hmm. he snapped a picture of me and Madonna as we were walking down the catwalk and he texted it to me. Oh. And so I was like, do I wait until the morning to post this? And I was like, no, I, I'm like, I have, to, I have to post this right now. I can't, I can't not post this right now. So I threw it, I threw it up. I, I took a picture of me with the banana as my first post. And then I was like, no, you have to post the picture of you with Madonna. You just can't, you have to. So I posted that right away as well. And I, um, I was up for, till like 4.30 in the morning, just like getting text messages and Facebook. And then like the entire Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was just a celebrity. Like I, every single time I'd log on to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, I had like hundreds of notifications of people being like, oh my God, this is amazing, this, that. And I felt bad for my family because I had gone to visit them and I was on my phone. I'm like, sorry, mom. I'm like, I, I got to ride the wave while I have the chance. Um, yeah. But the next day I had remembered about the three women on the park bench. And I was like, oh my God, I have to text that woman who gave me her number and tell her that I actually got on stage. So I texted her and I was like, you were right. I got on stage and I sent her the picture and it took a a couple of hours, but her response was, I told you so. (laughs) And I never like had any interaction with her ever again. I don't remember her name. I don't even know if the number is still in my phone. Um, but I honestly, and I know it sounds super silly, but I always just envisioned that those three women were like some sort of guardian angels, that they just like some sort of divinity just like intervened in my day and they like just blessed me to have that thing happen, that um, amazing experience. Because it was just so weird how absolutely certain they were that that was going to happen. And then it did. Um so yes, so that was my, uh, my uh, I, I don't even think it was three minutes of fame. I think it was like a minute and a half I was on stage. Still, that's a, a night you'll never forget. Yeah, I still haven't washed the t-shirt. I, uh, I wear it occasionally every now and again, but like it's, I'm like, it's just a moment of, I'm like, yeah, that's the t-shirt that Madonna touched. <laughs> oh, right. and people are always asking me, oh, well, so what did you do with the banana that she gave you? And I'm like, uh, I threw it out and they're like, what, why would you throw it out? And I'm like, well, because of every, like, so her dancers were handling it on stage before I got there. I then had it. Then everyone after who was taking pictures with me was manhandling it. So one of the seams of the, of the skin split. So by the morning, the entire thing had turned brown and was like seeping out. And I'm like, you know what, if this was like, a fake banana, sure, I'd keep it. You know, like if it was like a plastic banana, I would have, of course, I would have kept it. But I'm like, I don't need to keep a perishable piece of fruit. I'm just tossing it out. I have pictures, I have video. I'm like, I have memories. I'm like, it's fine. But yeah, people are always asking me why. I, oh, I would have, I would have frozen that. I'm like, <laughs> so you're up on stage with Madonna. You spend the rest of the weekend pretty much fielding every social media like and comment on out there so but after that all is is dies down and you're just you know left you're to yourself in new york yeah then i then i when i had to go back to work right 
Right. But how does your life change after that night with Madonna? Uh, so, I mean, it was tough. Like uh, that whole weekend, I was sort of like on this Madonna high. And then I did. I had to go back to my office job that I had back in New York City. And I just remember walking in thinking, oh, my God, this sucks. You know, you're on stage with Madonna dancing and then you're back sitting in your cubicle looking at your computer having to do work. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, there is more to life than this. And I think the one thing, the the biggest takeaway that I had from that entire experience was, you know, I had spent my whole life, people would always ask me, oh, what would you do if you ever met Madonna? And I remember... I used to tell people, I don't know if I want to meet her because that to me would sort of dispel the fantasy. You know, here I, I, not worship, but like I'm, you know, idolizing this woman and following her career and loving her music and movies and videos. And if I met her, it might shatter the, the thing that I like about her, you know, because now she's a real person. And I've, I would always tell people, I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to meet her. I, I, maybe I'm, I'm like, if I could, I'm like, I just want to, I just want to dance on stage with her. And then that dream came true. And I never in a million years would have thought I would actually have the opportunity to dance on stage with her, but I did. And it was a weird moment where I'm like, you know how when Olympians win a medal at the Olympics and then they say they suffer from like post-Olympic depression because they've trained their whole lives for this one moment and then all of a sudden it's over. Everything, everything they've spent their entire life working for and then they get it and it's over. And I am not saying that I like trained and it was like all this work I did, but like I spent a significant amount of time watching videos, learning choreography, hand drawing like freeze framing videos and like sketching pictures of her and um talking about her and like listening to her music and like just countless endless hours of time spent on this woman and then the one thing that i actually dreamt of happening actually happens and there was this weird moment of not depression but like oh, okay, well, now what? Now what am I, like, what does life mean after you dance on stage with the one person you've always wanted to dance on stage with? And it was a matter of, like, I did sort of, like, look, take a hard look at my life and think, okay, that happened. And if that can happen, anything can happen. And so it sort of like opened up this weird window of opportunity where I thought, okay, uh, so I've accomplished that goal that I always dreamt of. Now it's time to dream bigger. And I guess I sort of tried to use it as a positive in my life to where I thought this was something I never thought would ever happen ever in my life. And it did. So if that can happen, what else can I do? What, what other dreams can I make happen in my life? And I sort of just decided to take that sort of thinking towards other aspects of my life. You know, my photography, my just 
career or just life in general. Like, you know, like go for it. You know, if, if there is something that you want, go. Throw the balls to the wall and just try and make it happen. Because if I can dance on stage with Madonna, anything can happen. You know what I mean? Like that was sort of like where, uh, where life sort of all of a sudden just netted out where I just thought, well, yeah, if, if that can happen to me, then anything, anything is possible. Uh, and that was, it was an empowering moment. You know, I, I sort of, uh, I mean, again, I didn't necessarily do anything to sort of orchestrate me getting on stage with her, but just the fact that it happened, that all of those moments in the world, sort of like all the stars aligned at the right time to make that happen. I just was like, okay, time to dream bigger now. You know, now that that dream is over, um, let's see what else we can make happen in life. And, um, yeah, I kind of just try to live by that now. Fantastic. And, uh, if you could, if so, for some reason, Madonna watches this video and what would you say to her? What would you say to Madonna? Um, at the end of the video, uh, she said to call her, and um, I, I'm still waiting on her number. Yeah. I, or, or I'd also say um, I'd, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on a. I'd, I'd love a job opportunity from her. You know, like to be able to. Yeah, I'm. I'm a very passionate Madonna fan, so you know, like if if I'm sure there's something I can do. Why not dream big, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about as far as like what I envision next. So in terms of like shooting for the stars, I would like to work with her, like not work for her per se, but like I would love to photograph her. That would be a dream. Like, and so like, yes, when I think about like what's the next dream come true with me and Madonna to photograph her. Oh, oh no, actually I'd also tell her I I have a Madonna podcast, uh, uh, MLVC Madonna podcast uh, streaming on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So uh, if Madonna was watching this video, I would say, check out our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we hope you enjoyed hearing Stefan's amazing story. That's our show for this week, but feel free to drop us a line. We love hearing from all of our fans around the world. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MLBC Podcast and on the web at MLBCPodcast.com. And we'll stream wherever you listen to podcasts. So please share us with your friends and fellow Madonna fans. Like and subscribe, rate and review. And until next time, see you later.